and welcome back to the Disney World Today podcast. I am your ghost host for the day, Kevin Pope. Hope everyone's having a magical day, a magical week. Hope everything is going good with you guys. I am recording this for the first time in my brand new house. I am a homeowner for the first time. Just closed on a house last week, so been pretty crazy. I know I've talked about it a little bit over the last few episodes. You know, it's part of the reason why, you know, I've been uh, recording some of the podcasts while sitting in traffic, you know, on my way home from work is because that was sometimes like the only spare time I had. Uh, so hopefully now, you know, once we get settled in, uh, I'll be able to kind of stick to a set schedule, be a little more chaotic, um, you know, and get these, get these podcasts out on time and hopefully the sound quality stays the same all the way through. Um, but thank you guys for hanging in there and always being so supportive. If you're a returning listener, you guys know the drill. It's me talking Disney. You guys are the best. I don't have to go through it. But if you're a new listener, welcome. Welcome to the show. I really do hope you enjoy it. If you haven't already, follow me on Instagram, Disney World Today, all one word. If you guys can do me a huge favor, and wherever you're listening to this, hit that subscribe button. Hit the sub button. That'll do me a big, uh, big solid. You know, that always helps the numbers. Especially if you're listening on, uh, you know, your iPhone or you know an iPad or something, if you go to the podcast app where you listen to these, search Disney World Today. It's all one word. It'll bring you to my podcast page, and there I believe if you click like on my album art, my logo, um, and kind of scroll down, you'll see the, like ratings and reviews there. You can leave me a five star rating. I'd greatly appreciate it. And if you leave me a review, if you write one. I love to see those. I'll give you a shout out on the very next episode. Um, love reading those. Helps keeps me, you know, motivated and, you know, uh, making these podcasts. And also on Spotify, if you're listening on Spotify, I believe they added a uh, a rating function to the podcast. So if you go to my podcast page on Spotify, leave me a five star rating, hit that sub button. Um, that helped me out a lot. I just, you know, I just want to get as many listens as possible, as many ears as possible. I feel like I have, you know, pretty good Disney opinions and I want to be, I want to be the guy that's not afraid to talk bad about Disney. You know, I'll trust me, I'll still talk good about Disney, uh, but I'm not, you know, some famous vlogger or podcaster who, um, you know, is afraid to say anything bad about Disney to, you know, they don't want to lose their credentials or anything like that. So that helps me out. And, uh, you know, like I always say, my DMs are always open. If you ever want to talk Disney, you have comments, questions, suggestions for the show, topic ideas, anything like that, shoot me a DM on Instagram. I respond to all of them. I just love talking Disney. Last week's episode, we talked about my favorite Disney World myths. There's quite a few of them. What I really liked was at the end of the episode, I, you know, I, I talked about how I put a story on Instagram asking you guys for your favorite Disney myths. And I love when we come up with the same ones, you know, the, the true Disney diehards, you know, sometimes I'll I'll jokingly say we're all related, but it's crazy how we all kind of think the same. We were brought up the same. And I just, I I love to see it. Um, And we talked Disney myths, some of my favorite ones, some of the most popular ones, you know, it was, it was a fun one. It was, you know, a little bit difficult to find, you know, some, some true Disney myths. I think you know, the ones we went over the, are the more popular ones, but a lot of fun, like, especially with Disney, it's such like a, um, such a tight knit group and it's such a big following. I don't want to say a cult following because I think it's, I don't know. I feel like it's more popular than that, 
But with anything like that, there's always like things like fun facts and trivia and random facts. And you know, I've talked about it before, like all the, like the Disney books. Like I have probably a, a two or three Disney trivia books or random facts. And with all those things always comes, uh, <laughs> always comes with uh, some good myths. So a lot of fun to talk about this week's episode since, you know, Easter Sunday's coming up. Decided to talk a little Easter and Disney as you hear my dog Tilly in the background playing with her Minnie Mouse toy. I don't think I talked about her on, on here yet. We got a dog. Uh, we named her Tilly. We've gotten, we got her in January, so it's been a few months. And we named her Tilly because, one, it was my great-grandma's name. But also, if you're a fan of Disney water parks, Typhoon Tilly's, the restaurant at Typhoon Lagoon. And uh, whenever she's crazy, we call her uh, we call her Typhoon Tilly. Um, so if you hear her squeaking in the background, I, I apologize. But this week, like I said, we're talking Disney and Easter. I figured let's talk a little Easter. It doesn't get talked about a lot with Disney. We're gonna have some fun. Let's go. Your attention, please. The Walt Disney World Railroad. Now boarding for a scenic trip around the Magic Kingdom. Board. Disney World and Easter. Now, those two phrases aren't really talked about a lot. When you think about Disney and the holidays, um, I feel like you'd have to name a, a bunch before you got to Easter. You know, obviously Christmas at Disney is huge. And, you know, rightfully so. Christmas is, you know, the biggest holiday we have here in the States. Um, it's widely celebrated. You know, it's celebrated for a long you know, period of time, too. You know, a lot of people kind of start getting into the Christmas spirit in, I don't know, early November. You know, it seems like now, whereas in the past it used to be after Thanksgiving, but, you know, people get into the spirit earlier. You know, D uh, Disney started doing their uh, Christmas party even earlier. Um, you know, and then you have Halloween, just like just like Christmas, big, big holiday. Disney has the Halloween party that they start in, like, August now. That uh, goes all the way through Halloween. And, you know, after that you got New Year's. New Year's at Disney is pretty big. I think a lot of people kind of head that way, especially, too, because it's right after Christmas. Most families with kids are still on Christmas break, so it's doable, it's easy. Then after that, it kind of fades a little bit. Maybe 4th of July uh, is kind of the last um, big one. You know, Thanksgiving is probably in the same boat as Easter. You know, I don't know if there's really many festivities, whereas 4th of July they might do like a special fireworks show, or in the past they've done some special things. But I wanted to talk Easter and Disney. You know, Easter's on Sunday. It's spring. Um, I figured, yeah, why not? When when else am I going to talk about Easter and Disney? And this episode is going to be a little different because I've never been to Disney World for Easter. As, you know, I'm guessing a lot of you uh, probably haven't either. Especially if you're, you know, not a local. Like, you're probably not going to Disney for Easter. Um... So I figured, you know what, why not? Let's talk Disney Easter. I'm going to talk about if I was going to Disney for Easter, what would be my ideal day? Let's say, uh, this, is, this is kind of how I like to think of things. I'm going to pretend that 
my fiance and I just won a contest. Disney was having a contest. We won. We get to go to Disney for Easter and plan our ideal date. Whatever we want to do, wherever we want to stay, they're going to hook us up. That's kind of how I like to think of it. Um, that's always fun. These like fantasy uh, scenarios. You can kind of daydream and talk about like what you would do in that case. Um, you know, I feel like if if you have been to Disney for Easter, there's a good chance you didn't go there because it's Easter, right? Like maybe maybe Easter Sunday lined up with your your spring break when you were in school, or maybe you know your your if you're a parent, your kids spring break and it just happened, you know, to fall on that day. But I feel like you wouldn't go out of your way to celebrate Easter at Disney because, you know, it's not like Christmas or Halloween or even New Year's where they have all these cool festivities. They don't have an Easter party or all these fun parades. And, you know, I, I kind of wish that they did. Now, I feel like all the major holidays, I feel like Disney should do something special. I think it makes things, uh, keeps things creative, keeps things different. Like if, if, if Disney came out and said, you know what, we're going to have a special Easter event, you know, for like two weeks in April or March, whenever Easter is going to fall on, it's going to be similar to like your Christmas or Halloween party where it's a special ticketed event. We're going to have a special parade. We're going to have a special show. We're going to have a giant Easter egg hunt in the Magic Kingdom. Um, you know, stuff like that. Special treats. Like, I would be more tempted to go, you know, for me and my family. Yes, we love, you know, spending time with each other Easter Sunday. When I was a kid, you know, we would go to church in the morning, then we'd go to grandma's for dinner. But it's not like, for me, it's not like Christmas where I would be upset missing it with my family. You know, if, if that makes sense. Like, if if I had the chance to go to Disney for Easter, it's not like Christmas or, you know, maybe even New Year's uh, where, you know, you don't want to miss spending time with your family. I just kind of think it would, uh, you know, keep things fresh like imagine if every major holiday there was a special disney event like more people would probably go out of their way to kind of check it out like valentine's day maybe that one but easter fourth of july thanksgiving those are probably the next big ones where if disney made like a bigger deal of it i would maybe like want to go check it out like i wanted to go check out disney at christmas time and i wanted to go to disney you know, during Halloween to see the Halloween party and celebrate the Halloween festivities. So, you know, something something cool like that, you know, keeps things fresh. Especially when you're like me and you go to Disney all the time. You kind of need things, you know, you gotta keep it fresh. You gotta keep it interesting. Gotta keep it exciting. So I'm just going to, pretty much like I said, my ideal day at Disney if I was spending Easter there. It's kind of uh, kind of fun to think about. You know, this this episode might be a little shorter. It's a little different. You know, I almost I almost decided to make this one just like a bonus episode. I was working on an episode this week. Um, you know, with with the house stuff, the our closing got delayed a few days and it messed up everything. So I was gonna rush. Um, I had like half of that that episode done, and I wanted to do that full episode and a bonus shorter Easter episode, but. I just decided, I you know, I'm the host. I can make rule changes on the fly. That this is going to be the episode, so we're gonna we're gonna go like that. Plus, you know, for me and the holidays, like, you know, when uh, when my fiance and I, you know, when we were dating and we didn't live together, like, we would try to do both sides of the family. So which meant on holidays, I was doing a lot of driving, 
And I always appreciated like a new podcast, you know, episode, you know, for a holiday, like Christmas. This one podcast I listen to because I'm a nerd is about like, um, it's called the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast. They talk about like collecting, uh, mostly wrestling figures, but like kind of just collecting toys and stuff in general. And every Christmas they would do a bonus episode and they pretty much said for everyone who's traveling, you know, during the holidays, like here's an episode. And I always appreciated that. So I always, I kind of want to do something like that for you guys if possible. So unfortunately this one's not a bonus one. It's going to be the full one, but let's jump right into it. We're going to Disney. It's Easter Sunday. It's spring. First, we got to figure out where are we staying? Now you can, you really can't go wrong with Disney. Um, but since it's Easter, you know, it's not like, like for me personally, if I was going for, you know, let's say Halloween, maybe I'd want to stay at like Wilderness Lodge just because it's got like that cozier kind of fall feel to it. Um, Christmas, maybe you want to stay at the Polynesian because you love Hawaiian Christmas or you like the decorations at the Grand Floridian, you know, etc. Since it's Easter, it really, you know, doesn't really affect anything. So where am I going to stay? I think that I would probably choose to stay. Money's not an option. Disney's paying for it. I won a contest. I'm going to stay at the Yacht and Beach Club. Now, I've never stayed at this resort. Um, you know, it's one of the more expensive ones. It's it's a nice one. I've been there countless times because uh, I love the boardwalk area. I used to stay at the Swan and Dolphin. You know, we've, we've eaten at um, Beaches and Cream uh, a bunch of times. So I just kind of love that area, uh, which is why I decided to go with... Yacht and Beach. I love the area during the springtime. It, it's great to walk around. The heat is not, you know, killing you yet. You can kind of just relax on the sand if you want, relax outside on a bench, kind of take in everything. Um, you know, and if I'm planning my day and where I want to eat on Easter, I feel like that's, that's the big thing. Like, where do you want to eat on Easter? That might play a role. Because a lot of people on Easter, you know, you you either do probably one of two things. You either have dinner or you have brunch. So I'm thinking Easter brunch, where can I stay that has a, a good breakfast spot? We're going Yacht and Beach Club and we're going to have Easter brunch at Cape May Cafe. Now I ate at Cape May Cafe for the first time this last trip. So pretty recent. Um, and if I'm being honest, if the, uh, if the wave didn't close at the Contemporary, it probably would have switched uh, my entire day uh, because that used to be my favorite uh, breakfast slash brunch place. I think a lot of people loved it for their, for their brunch. Uh, and it was a cool place to eat at, at the Contemporary. But since it's gone, I decided to go with Cape May. You know, it's at Yacht and Beach. You know, we don't have to leave the resort. I can just wander down uh, into the lobby, get some good food, you know, and... Uh, it's normally, it's buffet style, all you can eat. Um, you know, during COVID and like post-COVID stuff, they changed it to, I think it's called like family style, where, you know, you order a platter, uh, you know, the basic stuff, eggs, bacon, waffles, and everything, and they bring you out like a giant, yeah, a giant, a giant platter for everyone. Then if you want refills, they bring you pretty much all you can eat, you know, if you want more sausage, bacon, etc., but... You know, to me, I, it's it's not the same. You know, I want to be able to load up my own plate with eight pounds of bacon. Uh, so I'm going to assume that the buffet style is back and we're going to have a great uh, Easter brunch at Cape May Cafe. It's at the Beach Club. It's at our home resort. And then, you know, once you eat a big breakfast like that, a big brunch, 
Um, you know, you don't want to just go right into it and especially it's Easter. It, I don't know. It's kind of more of a laid back thing. You don't have to hurry up and hit all the Christmas festivities like you do during the Christmas party and Halloween stuff. You can kind of just chill. That's what my day at Disney on Easter is going to be. It's going to be relaxing. It's going to chill. Um, that's how my Easter's have always been. Like my favorite Easter's, um, are when, you know, I got nothing to do, you know, especially when I was younger, like when you're not used to waking up early, early, and then you do wake up early. You're like, Oh my God, I have the, I have so much more free time. Uh, I would like always play video games and then, you know, watch baseball. There's always baseball on, on Easter Sunday. And that's what I always enjoyed. Like that's Easter to me. So maybe after brunch, maybe, you know, watch a little baseball, listen to a little baseball if the Cubs are playing. And then we would probably, if it was up to me, probably head to Epcot. Spend some spend some time at Epcot for Easter. You know, like I said, it's going to be a relaxing day. We'd walk there, kind of probably just hit up World Showcase. Do some shopping, walk around all the shops, maybe get a coffee, just kind of hang out. Uh, if I wanted to... Uh, if I had to choose a ride, maybe Test Track if the weight <laughs> if the weight was uh, wasn't too bad, just because that's you know one of my favorite rides and I just love doing it. But we'd hang out at Epcot, maybe do some people watching, just kind of sit and relax, enjoy the sights and sounds, walk off some of that uh, that Cape May Cafe, and that would be probably be most of the afternoon. Um, you know, head back to the to the resort, do some swimming. Maybe hang out in the room, take a little nap, you know, nothing too crazy. Then I think at night for sure, definitely got to head to the Magic Kingdom. Probably, I'm going to say probably for an early dinner. Easter, we're usually eating dinner at like 4 o'clock uh, you know, at that time. I feel, like, I feel like it's supper. If you eat, if you eat food uh, at 4 o'clock, it's supper, not dinner. Um... But an early dinner would be nice. And I was looking up places to eat. Like, where would I want to eat on Easter at the Magic Kingdom? You know, and honestly, if it was me, I could literally eat. <laughs> I could eat anywhere. I'm not I'm not picky. But if I wanted, like, a nice sit-down Easter meal uh, to kind of, you know, soak everything in, I think I would go with the Liberty Tree Tavern uh, over there in Liberty Square. Going through the menu, I feel like it's... You know, not necessarily Easter food. It's definitely more of like Thanksgiving food, but it's close enough. Uh, the dinner menu. All you care to enjoy bill of fare. So does that mean all you can eat? I don't know. I've never been there. I've never been to Liberty Tree. I know it's been there forever, uh, but I've never eaten there. They have uh, the declaration salad with uh, tossed mixed greens made with house-made dressing. Can't go wrong with salad. Patriot's platter, which is roast turkey breast Pennsylvania pot roast, oven roasted pork with mashed potatoes, seasonal vegetables, herb stuffing, and house-made macaroni and cheese. Okay, yeah, that'll work. That'll, that'll definitely work for an Easter dinner. Uh, gonna stuff myself with turkey and pot roast and mac and cheese and be absolutely uh, useless the rest of the night. Then they have ooey-gooey toffee cake uh, for dessert. Vanilla toffee cake, chocolate sauce, and vanilla ice cream. So, that, tell me if I'm wrong, guys. That that seems like it would be a pretty solid Easter meal. Um, you know, if you guys have been to, to Disney for Easter, shoot me a DM or a comment or something. Let me know, like, what uh, like what's the best things to do? Like, where did you eat? Did you did you have a brunch? Did you have Easter brunch? Uh, did you have like an Easter dinner? Did Disney? Did they have any type of like Easter activities? Did they have 
any Easter egg hunts at the hotels or anywhere. I don't think they, I don't think they do. Uh, and if they do, it's not really talked about enough. But definitely, I think I would go with the uh, Liberty Tree Tavern for dinner. You know, and after dinner, then that's when we would definitely, you know, go out, go all out and uh, enjoy the Magic Kingdom. You know, probably do as many rides as we can. Uh, maybe not like Space Mountain right after stuffing ourselves with mac and cheese, but definitely we got to hit up, uh, you know, Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, Splash Mountain, Seven Doors Mine Train. Got to hit up to, uh, Tomorrowland, the People Mover. That's that that one would probably be the go-to after dinner. We eat, maybe walk to Tomorrowland and do the People Mover a couple times in a row, let everything digest, and then we can kind of jump into it, you know, and. Uh, a, a night like that, Easter, uh, you know, it's a holiday, making memories. Probably would want to end the night watching the uh, the new fireworks show. Whether you like it or not, I feel like that's a good way to kind of celebrate the day. Um, you know, like, I, I have fond memories of, you know, going to Disney around Christmas and Halloween. And I like doing, like, certain things that help, you know, help me remember those moments. And I think, you know, the Easter brunch at Cape May, Easter dinner at the Liberty Tree Tavern and like ending the night with, you know, fireworks by the castle. I think that would be a good way to kind of soak everything in and remember the special day. Now to end the night, gotta have dessert. We would probably, you know, I wouldn't mind just getting something from the Main Street Bakery. The confectionery there, that you got so many things to choose from. Um, especially at night, oh, man. I could always go for like a good cupcake or really at night I love like something with cake. Cupcake would be good. Slice of cake. Uh, you know, sometimes depending, you know, a little bit of ice cream, but that won't even make the trip. Like I like getting, you know, like a cupcake or a brownie from the Main Street Bakery. You know, something I can actually transport back with me to the hotel where I can kind of sit down and enjoy it and eat it. Um, you know, depending on the uh, the buses and transportation, sometimes that cupcake, uh, you know, gets a little melted on the way, but but uh, we power through. Um, you know, that or maybe, you know, beaches and cream is there. We can get some milkshakes. I'm a big milkshake guy, uh, but definitely got to get some dessert. We're at the boardwalk. Um, actually, yeah, that sounds like a plan. You know, I'd, I'd probably buy a brownie or a cupcake from the, uh, the uh, bakery from Magic Kingdom and, like, save it for the next day. Uh, and then we'll head to the boardwalk and, you know, your, you know, boardwalk or beaches and cream, get it some ice cream or a milkshake and just kind of sit there, relax. My favorite spot, my favorite area in the boardwalk, you got the water there, you see the boats passing through. There's usually a nice breeze and just kind of relax and unwind after, after a long day celebrating Easter at Walt Disney World. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, what could they do to make Easter more special at Disney World? I talked about it a little bit. There should be some sort... It doesn't have to necessarily be a, you know, a ticketed event party. I know it's not probably not a popular enough event or holiday. 
but imagine doing some sort of Easter egg hunt at either one of the theme parks or at the even like a, at the resort. Um, you know, I me at age 31 years old probably not gonna love an Easter egg hunt, uh, but if I was a kid or if I had kids, I think that would be again like it would create special memories. I would have loved to go to Disney as a kid on Easter and do an Easter egg hunt. Like, if it's not in the Magic Kingdom, at our hotel, like, wherever we used to stay, like, that would be so much fun, and I guarantee those would be memories that I would cherish to this day. You know, and imagine if it was in the Magic Kingdom. Imagine if they had an Easter egg hunt at the Magic Kingdom, how they would do that. You want to talk about, like, once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Um, I don't know how you would do it. Maybe you'd have to make it, like, a ticketed event. Um, and only like a certain amount of like kids are allowed to participate and they literally just like make everyone stay in one area and like hide all the eggs and then whatever one you get you get and they can be filled with candy and fast passes and Disney souvenirs and maybe special like I don't know special things like you know, meet a character or you know a free meal like something cool like that I think would be fun but even if they just did it at the resorts like each resort could have their own type of you know, Easter egg hunt and festivities. I think that would be a lot of fun. You know, I, I don't have kids now, but I, I guarantee if I did and they had something like that, like I would love for them to do it. Like imagine all the photo opportunities and all the memories that you can make, like celebrating and, you know, doing an Easter egg hunt at Disney. Um, you know, we used to do an Easter egg hunt uh, with my family and my mom like still tries to make us do it. Um, and no offense to just hiding Easter eggs at my grandma's house in her backyard, but I would, I would much rather do an Easter egg hunt at the Magic Kingdom. You know, I also think if they did some sort of Easter parade, that'd be cool. Bring back some classic floats. You can maybe have like those, you know, kind of how they do like the Thanksgiving Day Parade and Christmas Parade, like stuff like that. Just kind of do it, deck it out like Easter themed. Then, you know, you could always have like uh, the Easter Bunny uh, come to, you know, the parks or the resorts so that the kids can meet the Easter Bunny or... You know, have the characters dress up Easter theme, dressed as bunnies. So, uh, I think it'd be pretty cool. You know, especially if it's like Mickey, you know, in a bunny costume. Uh, I think it's just kind of cool, and you know, little stuff like that is what can help keep Disney magical. Um, I think that's the key word there. You know, it's it's a magical place. You know, little things like decorating and celebrating, you know, a holiday like Easter, kind of keeps things fresh as well. That pretty much does it for my Easter-based uh, uh, topics here. You know, it's hard to do an entire episode just based on Easter at Disney, but figured why not have a little fun. And uh, for the ending of this episode, we're going to do a little q and I put a story out on Instagram just as asking you guys for any sort of questions. Ask me anything. Uh, it doesn't have to be Disney-themed. And I'll go over some and answer them now. The first one from ARW310 asks, how are the Cubs going to do this year? You know, so far, yeah, okay, so, yeah, if you guys don't know, I'm in Chicago. I've, uh, I grew up here, from here. I'm a lifelong diehard Cubs fan. Um, I love all sports, but baseball and the Cubs was kind of always my number one. I grew up watching games with my grandma, so I bleed uh, Cubby Blue, and for the majority of my life, they've been uh, really bad. You know, 2016 was amazing. I wish I could relive it. But because I'm a Cubs fan, every single year I'm optimistic. You know, uh, you never know at baseball. 
so far, they they look pretty decent. I gotta say, Suzuki looks like he can be, um, you know, probably rookie of the year. I know it's only been like six games or so, but he looks really good. Um, you know, the pitching is is gonna worry me a little bit. I wish we got a couple more bats in the off season, but uh, I think the Cubs I think the Cubs could surprise some people this year. This next one is from Adventures of Max and Greg. Always, uh, always submit some good ones. He asks, would you rather stay at a resort you like less and be closer to the parks or stay at one you like more but be further away from the parks and deal with transportation? Man, I gotta say, my last trip was the worst I have ever seen Disney transportation. Um, yeah, I've never seen it that bad. I'm guessing maybe they were still shorthanded uh after covid and everything short staffed but it was just unorganized we were at magic kingdom and like honestly i'm not even making it up or exaggerating two separate times we had to wait 30 to 45 minutes for a bus from the magic kingdom to saratoga springs and you know one of the times it was like three o'clock in the afternoon there you know we were we were like the only ones in line there's only a few of us you know it wasn't crazy peak hours and the other time, oh man, I want to say it was about an hour. And I think the the bus stop next to us might have been either All Star or Coronado, something like that. They had three buses come to our one, and like though at one point we're still waiting. It's probably been like a half hour now. And the let's say it's Coronado. The Coronado bus comes and pretty much empties the line. Okay, now in their line, there's probably, you know, maybe eight people now standing there. And like five minutes later, another bus comes. And those eight people get to go on. While we're still standing there after, you know, 30, 40 minutes. Like it got to the point, like, we had to call, we called Saratoga, the, the main lobby. And we were like, hey, just so you guys know, we've been waiting at the bus stop here for like 45 minutes. And there hasn't been a bus. Um, so it was, been, it was pretty unorganized. Sometimes Disney transportation can be a big headache. Um, but to answer your question, oh man, maybe stay at a, res a resort I like less just to be closer. Maybe you're within walking distance. Um, you don't have to deal with the buses. I, you know, the monorail is great. I love the monorail. I don't love dealing with the boats and yeah, the buses. I think I would probably stay at a resort. I like less, to be honest. This next question, Disney-themed again, from Hannah Mraz. If you could renovate one attraction, what would it be? Oh, man. One attraction I would renovate. Now, does that mean, like, change completely or just kind of update? Because if I had to change one and renovate it and make it different than it currently is, I think I would probably do Grand Fiesta Tour. Uh, it's one of my least favorite attractions i uh i'll go on it once a trip and that's about it just to kind of do it get it out of the way maybe take a break from the sun i think that's one i would probably pick i would retheme it retheme it to coco or um you know anything else if i'm being honest uh and another one here from hannah mraz most worth it and most not worth it souvenir oh man this one hurts my brain a little bit most worth it i'm a big i'm a big fan of the coffee mug souvenir i think that's the most worth it because 
for a few reasons. I'll talk about. I have a future episode coming up where I'm talking souvenirs, but most worth it. I'm gonna say the coffee mug because one, it, it's you know they have a lot to choose from variety. Uh, two, they have a lot of unique designs, a lot of cool designs. You could get retro ones. You know, ones based off the parks, you know, Magic Kingdom, Epcot, you know, etc. Based off, you know, a special commemorative one like the 50th anniversary or, you know, 2022 themed one. You could get, you know, just character themed ones. They have so many to choose from. And three, you know, the price point's pretty good. Like for, for your money, you're getting a coffee mug. I think they're maybe about 15 bucks. It's a good deal. It's something you'll use hundreds countless times and it'll still you know hold up you know it's something you can actually use it's not just a souvenir that just sits on a shelf you can actually drink out of it too so i'd say the most worth it souvenir is going to be a uh, a disney coffee mug the most not worth it souvenir i don't i don't oh man i don't really know off the top of my head um one of them that kind of uh kind of popped in my head first for me um are the popcorn buckets now, I'm going to leave, like, the super special, unique ones out of it where it's, like, you know, um, a Toy Story alien or a uh, those, like, Star Wars vehicle ones. Like, those are, I guess, are a little different. But, like, just, like, the standard popcorn bucket, like, to bring home, I have a bunch of them. I've never used them. They kind of just take up space. And for the most part, they're all kind of similar. Uh, in, in that same sense, I would go with the resort uh, refillable mugs. I have about 25 of those, and like, I like to use them, but also they like have those microchips in them. So like, I don't love washing them over and over again and filling them up with coffee. Um, so I, I would say one of those two. This next one's from CWPLAX25. On a scale of one to ten, how much do you hate leg day? Unless you like leg day. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you guys right now. You know, this is a uh, judgment-free zone. I, I have skipped a lot of leg days. Okay, I'm, uh, I'm six foot six. I'm not going to be out there uh, squatting and uh, deadlifting too much. I have enough problems with my knees and my back. Um, you know, and, and, you know, I love to work out. Uh, I played a lot of sports. You know, I'm tall, so I, I never went crazy on legs because I could still dunk a basketball. I could still jump high enough for when I play volleyball uh, so I've skipped a lot of leg days so I definitely definitely hate uh, leg day I'm trying one of my new year's resolutions was to uh, kind of dedicate more to my legs um, mostly because I've been playing in a volleyball league with my buddies and it's really competitive and we're you know we're all 30 years old and there's a couple guys on our team who are like 24 25 but you know the guys we play against are like fresh out of college, and I'm like, well, man, I might have to, uh, might have to start doing legs. I'm kind of, kind of getting passed up here, but uh, yeah, definitely not a huge fan. This next one is from Z C L Y Man, Z Kleiman. Uh, that's how I'm gonna pronounce it. What Disney early opinions have you been wrong on? Ride updates, menu changes, etc. This, wow, this could, man, this has the potential to be an entire episode itself um i think one recent one i have been wrong on and i'll admit it is the the lights that they added to spaceship earth at epcot um when they were adding those in i was against it you know they were kind of renovating that entire park and that whole front entrance area and they were putting the lights on i was like you know why are they putting those lights on there that's gonna look cheesy and tacky 
Um, I do gotta say though, I've they've kind of grown on me. They look pretty cool. I feel like they kind of fit. I know I've talked about it with some of you guys on Instagram. Like, I you know I was against them, but I gotta say they're they're kind of cool. You know, another one I was I gotta admit I was wrong on when they announced that they were going to do construction and changes to Fantasyland. Um, back in the day, it's, you know, had to be around what 2010, 2011. It came out. I was definitely against that. Um, and I got to admit, they, they did a really good job. You know, it looks new. They added the Seven Dwarves Mine Train. They added the, uh, the Little Mermaid Ride, uh, Beast Castle, uh, Gaston's Tavern. They really did it good. They really made it fit. Um, and I was against that. I, I did not want them to change Fantasyland. Fantasyland to me, you know, at the Magic Kingdom, like, it always, um, you know, reminded me of my childhood, and I just, you know, I didn't want them to change that for all the nostalgic reasons. Uh, but yeah, they they did a good job with it. I'm I'm happy how that turned out for sure. And those are, you know, just two of them off the top of my head that I was wrong on. And I would love to kind of sit down and go through which other ones because I'm not afraid to admit that like I was wrong. Um, you know, one of the ones I was really against was, has been Star Wars, but I'm not ready to admit I was wrong on that because I'm I'm a casual Star Wars fan at best and you know I, I feel like uh, Galaxy's Edge has its own issues and this last one is from it's CJ any tips for getting on an attraction on its opening day I'll be going for, to WDW in May when the Guardians of the Galaxy coaster opens and I was wondering how to make sure I can get on without a crazy long wait so what we usually do is like when this happens is we try to get in line as close as we can to park closing and the example i used uh was when flight of passage opened we were there about two months later and it was still crazy the wait times during the day were about three hours long and we were definitely not waiting in that we couldn't get a fast pass and now you know maybe they'll have a virtual queue but let's say for example animal kingdom was closing at 10 that night uh, we probably got in line at 9 50 9 55 and we just waited it out from there. And we still, we probably waited, I want to say, it was at least an hour, maybe 60 to 70 minutes or so. But compared to three hours, you know, it wasn't bad at all. And that's that's probably the tip. That's probably going to be your best bet. If they even allow that, they might do virtual queue only. Uh, but if they don't, I would say either get to Epcot right as it opens and sprint there. Or if you want to be more relaxed about it, wait till the park's going to close you know, give it maybe yourself like a 10 minute window and just kind of head in and, and just kind of wait it out that way. That's uh, probably my best advice for that. And that's about all I got for this week's episode, guys. I hope you enjoyed it. I know this one's a little different. Easter and Disney, not, you know, not the hottest topic. I get it, but, you know, I just wanted to uh, talk about it, figured, you know, I'm not going to have another chance to. So, and, uh, you know, love doing the Q&As and stuff. And I probably, I probably could have done some more uh, but I recorded this, you know, not too long after posting it. So I didn't get as many responses. Uh, again, I got a lot going on and I want to make sure I get this episode out on time. But again, to plug everything, follow me on Instagram, Disney world today, all one word. Um, and if you haven't already follow me on there and if you can rate, subscribe, review, uh, you know, I'll, I'll give you a shout out if, uh, you leave me a review, even if it's a bad one, I'll probably end up reading it. Uh, um, that's kind of how I am. I just, uh, I don't mind the, uh, the criticism I can take it. And as always, feel free to hit me up on Instagram, 
Uh, whether you have a question, a comment, a concern, a suggestion for a topic, suggestion for an episode, uh, anything like that, uh, I'm always available. Love talking Disney with you guys. You know that. That's about all I got. I'm going to start uh, working on next week's episode. And as always, guys, always remember, it all started with a mouse.